what formed your specific personality and your attraction to serving people in this way? I love that you call it service. That's how it feels in my soul. Thanks for seeing me. Thanks for seeing the artist in me. That's how it feels. Um, I, I started out thinking I was going to get into architecture and interior design. Something about space and something about visual, physical interaction with it is the way that my brain is wired. I'm not really sure, but I love it. I love all aspects of it. And actually, I found myself in a marriage and family degree program at college because I got a full ride scholarship to this amazing university that didn't have an interior design or architecture program. So I, I went with my gut, we went to the university, I found myself studying the family. And I realized that there's not a lot of research about how the family uses their space. And now here is singer songwriter, broadcaster, audio video artist, entertainment agent and your host. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Hey, 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 it's a beautiful day. Yes, a beautiful day indeed to go out west. That's where we're heading today. But before we get into that journey, I'd like you to just take your phone if you have it in the upper right-hand corner you could hit one of those three buttons and you could forward this show to a dear friend who may really value the content in this episode. Yes, I promise we're heading west and we're heading west of Salt Lake City into the beautiful deserts of Utah. And we're going to visit with a woman who has a specialty of teaching you the best way to build your house as a legacy. Yes, injecting a personality into your home. She does it from soup to nuts. She also has a podcast called Becoming Home. You better strap up your seatbelts because we're taking a ride today from the Music City all the way to the Deep Delta, west of Salt Lake City, where they live off the grid and hang out with Carly Thornock. Here we are with Carly Thornock. How lucky am I at podcasting your global career? Carly, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, James. It's such an honor. It's an honor. <laughs> you know, uh, Carly and I go back a little ways. I think we met somewhere around the beginning of the year. I had the pleasure of meeting her husband, Chase, and interviewing him in Salt Lake City. And uh, I think we became family right after that ever since. So <laughs> really awesome. You know it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm jealous of where you live. As you know, I think I stated that to you already. Uh, really great. You live out in, um, tell us exactly where you live in Salt Lake we City. We call it, well, it's west of Salt Lake, two and a half hours. Okay. We call it Deep Delta because Delta is the name of the little town. And it's like, a one stoplight town the closest to us it's an hour away on a dirt road so we sure. live in deep delta where <laughs> where we're off grid everything is produced by our community or that's the goal at least it's a self-sufficient goal oriented community right now we have to go to the grocery store every 10 days make the trek out out back to town but uh it's, it's self-sufficient we're living off the land we're we're building these beautiful homes that are um built by us which feels really fun and cool all different kinds of home construction that are super 
tight as far as energy efficiency goes and relatively inexpensive because we're building with our actual hands with the actual earth. Anyway, it's just so much fun. We love it a lot. Wow. So you're in the desert, right? Oh, yeah. Did you could say, yeah, that, that is awesome. And off-grid, I'm such a fan of that. So everything is solar, is it? Or is it a combination? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So are we using, are we using the, the Tesla roof tiles or what are we using out there? We have a solar array. Let's see how big is our array right now. I think it's about 36 panels okay. that charge up our batteries and then everything is just hooked into our battery bank. So it, we just run systems as usual, except I don't run my dryer because I need to find an electric dryer that works really well. And I do laundry with my washing machine on sunny days. So those are like the only considerations we really have to make. Other than that, I'm running my blender and my everything. Our Starlink is up and running. Uh, pump, our well is pumping. Everything is running just like normal in the city life, but from solar power. Wow. So do you, you so you have a battery bank, obviously, right, for that? And then do you use backup generator also just in case of cloudy days or, or do you guys? Yes. Yeah. We okay. do have a generator. Our solar banks last for four or five days of complete cloud. Wow. So that's nice. Yeah. So we don't usually, we don't have to use our generator. We did start turning on our generator this winter when we had like three weeks of really cloudy, snowy weather, but we yeah. don't run it often. So it's really, it's really awesome. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. I love that. No, no, uh, no nasty power lines all over the house and, you know, all of the streets and everything. That's just great. I don't um, know though, James, because this is the DIY project, right? Like the power lines, <laughs> they, they are great, but my husband did them. And they are looking better every single day, but it's a little bit of like, everybody, don't touch this wire. <laughs> this is <life> electricity. <laughs> we have to be hyper aware of where things are and how things are connected because it's us that are doing it with three young children running around. So right, it, yeah. You know, it has its risks, I guess is all I'm saying. And it has its uh, aesthetic downside, but for the most yeah. part, it's really cool looking. So we're happy So let me ask, the, is, there a, is there a utility out there in your neighborhood that you're selling power back to? Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's okay. So you're completely off the grid completely. Yeah. Completely. Yep. So, Absolutely. Doesn't it feel like, doesn't it feel so independent and cool to be like that? That you don't I, have I to. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and the reasons I, mean, I love it are different than what I thought. Like when I talk to some people, they're like, don't you just love being free and you don't have to rely on anybody? And yes, I really do love that. I love being self-sufficient. But more than that, I just love knowing what's going on. Like I love knowing how much water I'm using. I love knowing where my electricity comes from. I know I love knowing what makes sense seasonally to be doing with my body and my household. Like when I heat water to shower and when I do my dishes with the pump of with electricity, you know what I mean? I have to be thinking about where the sun is and how the seasons are performing and where we're at with our resources. It's just this intentional hands-on. I love, I love all the hands-on things. That's my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, I think people are just not aware in this country of, and, and me as a, as a past electrical contractor, I mean, I'm very observant of these things <laughs> And, mm -hmm. and I'm like, you know, we're like, we're put together with spaghetti and, and toothpicks. Like, we're, we're so fragile. Our grid is so fragile. Like, most of these big uh, substations you see, um, if one of those goes down, you know, usually to get another transformer for those, they're all custom built. You're looking at like eight months 
to get one. They're not exactly, you can't just go to Walmart. Home Depot. Yeah, it's true. You can't. And get one of these gigantic custom-made things that cost, you know, tens and tens of thousands of dollars. So, I don't know. We, we're really, um, our grid is in, in hurt and shape. So you guys did the right thing. I want come to on talk- over. Anytime yeah. you want to come over, you're welcome to come. I'd love it to. Yeah, I'd down. <laughs> love to do a remote podcast and go, you know, check out your, your place and everything. Oh, we um, totally should do that. We would love to. Yeah, and the that- reason we're doing our house and wanting to be so connected with nature like that is because it feels so good. We would just want to have you out, really. We can awesome. feel it. Awesome. That's great. So you're really passionate about building homes, um, and your your podcast is called Becoming Home. So how did you get so connected to this particular space? I mean, you have such a passion for this, and it shows up in all of the um, beautiful work you're doing with assisted living, like you built places for people to go to who are like in need of housing. And I think that is just so um, of the heart, and I just love that. So what formed your specific personality and your attraction to serving people in this way? I love that you call it service. That's how it feels in my soul. Thanks for seeing me. Thanks for seeing the artist in me. That's how it feels. Um, I I started out thinking I was going to get into architecture and interior design. Something about space and something about visual physical interaction with it is the way that my brain is wired i'm not really sure but i love it i love all aspects of it and actually i found myself in a marriage and family degree program at college because i got a full ride scholarship to this amazing university that didn't have an interior design or architecture program so i I went with my gut we went to the university found myself studying the family And I realized that there's not a lot of research about how the family uses their space. There's a lot of research about how schools use space, how prisons use space, how hospitals use space. But we don't really talk about how houses or our homes, right, where we grow and develop and have our most sacred connection, uh, how, how our house can facilitate that. So I did the research. I went on and got my master's degree and kind of drugged my graduate professor. He, he studies shyness and emerging adulthood. And I was like, hey, could we also study houses? And he was like, you're crazy. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> so uh, we published a few papers about how the house itself can support family connection and family interactions and you can make better decisions um, when you're aware of your house and you can feel more connected as a, as a family unit when you're aware of your house. And actually, I went into this this research thinking that I'd just find the magic paint color and the magic like square footage amount and be like, great, we have the perfect family house and we're going to sell it to everybody and everybody's going to thrive. <laughs> but what we found was it all depends on how you are perceiving your home environment. So this is very widely applicable. We know that this is true, that one hard circumstantial evidence can show up differently for different people. So for instance, James, like, we could both have a hamburger placed before us, the same hamburger, the same circumstance. And you could be like, this is my favorite thing in the whole world. And I could be like, not over my dead body. I'm never eating that. That looks so gross to me, right? Just because of who we are and how we see the world. So it's no surprise that our houses are the same. And really the key to having an amazing house is having a heart for it. And so while I teach my mothers, primarily my, my mom, who are trying to create a home and nest for their family while I teach them the things to do, like 
how we clean, how we do routines, how we get chores, how we pick paint colors and arrange our furniture. I'm teaching them how to see their house and how to feel their house and how to take cues from nature, just what we've been talking about, to take what's already working and where we already feel so peaceful and enlivened and connected and how to bring those feelings inside so that the the silent to-do list that many women feel, you know, just like the chirping of the dishes and the chirping of the dirty and the chirping of the whatever, we can silence it and feel peaceful and loving and connected and um, creative at home as well. This is long awesome. answer so, for your short question. <laughs> no, so how did so how did you how did you really um, come up with the idea that there's a there's a huge element of missing in the home? It's like you can't just treat this as a building. And like you said, throw, throw up some paint and you're done. Like, how did you get into all the intricacies of, of figuring out like, yeah, each room should have a like special, you know, personality to it. And, and how do I take the person who's moving into this space, figure out who they are, what's inside of them to help reflect that energy back or almost, it's almost like a dance, you know, it's like, yeah, I want this thing to like feel like, yeah, this is my jam, man. I'm happy to be in this room. Because <laughs> you probably see all these people that go like, I don't know, man, we moved in this place. And I just, I hate it. <laughs> and they don't know how to do it. You know, they don't. So how did you put all this together? It's amazing. Well, it comes from this relationship, relating, connecting thing. And after a lot of trial and error with a lot of design clients, I found that they were asking the wrong question they were asking Uh, like what's the right way to do it what's the right couch what's the right countertop what's the right tile what's the right so whatever it is like dining table and i could never tell them and in my whole in my soul knowing what i knew about it's what they think that really matters and also having design experience because i went out and self-educated myself on how to be an interior designer Um, and i like my own style but when i'm designing somebody else's house my my perception what i like doesn't mean anything yeah. unless yeah. they choose to trust me as an authority, but that's abdicating. That's giving up their own authoritiness. That's so central to this whole concept. So what I teach my students is relationship anchoring. So what this means is that whenever you have a house decision to make, you need to pinpoint a relationship that you need to, that you would like to honor through that choice. So for instance, if I'm choosing the hardware for my kitchen sink, the faucet and before I even go to the store, before I open a browser to the internet, I think, who do I want to honor? I can choose myself, God, my spouse, my children, the guests that come into my home or mother nature, earth herself, right? These are the six core relationships. So if I choose to anchor to myself, I would choose a beautiful gold (laughs) faucet that speaks to how I love shiny things and how I just would love to do the dishes and look at something so beautiful that I just appreciate for the pure sculptural beauty of it. If I'm choosing to anchor to my children, I would choose something that's easy to turn on and off. I would choose something that can't spray very hard because I know that nozzle is going to be turned every which way that has good pressure, but also is not going to flood my house. I would have other considerations, right? So I choose the relationship I'm going to anchor to. And from there, I can go one step deeper, which is to choose the story that I want to connect with, like the feeling I want to feel every time I use the object. So if I'm connecting to myself, I would think I want this faucet to remind me of my ancestors who crossed the plains and covered wagons all the way from 
Illinois to Utah and they didn't have faucets. They had like creeks with wooden yeah. buckets. That's right. how they got their water. <laughs> and so I can honor my heritage by putting a little anchor in my heart and in my mind toward these people that I love so much and honor and revere. And I can feel this connection both to myself and to my own past through my faucet. Therefore, I choose my faucet. And maybe instead of it being gold, now it has some sort of overlay or intricacy that reminds me tactilely of the wooden bucket. Do you see how like it's the storytelling plus props? Crop setting plus history all combined. Wow, you're like anchoring an identity into this thing and connecting it to that person's spirit. And so, so how far? I mean, this this goes like we just we just covered like the sink, the faucet, and the kitchen sink. We didn't even get to all the other. We didn't get to the door hardware, the blinds, the paint, the ceiling tile. I mean, so what's an average time frame for you, Carly, to help somebody, you know, get a whole house together? I like to tell my my clients and my students that everything doesn't need to be anchored. Like sometimes you just yeah. need a, a cabinet. Things. Yeah, <laughs> right? right. Okay. Sometimes you just need the thing and so if it's an easy decision and you know what you want go for it don't even second guess if you ever find yourself like stuck against a wall being overwhelmed or confused you anchor yeah and it will get you through every stuck thing so how long does it take um it depends on how fast you want to go i can do this in a weekend we usually do 10 anchors per room so if you're doing one room we can put together your anchors you submit those to your designer or you submit them to me and they can take what you need the, na- the list of what you need, gold faucet, that's all you tell them. And you have all these anchors, you know why. So it's a meaningful choice. She can go source you a gold faucet. Yeah. She can install a gold faucet. That's, you don't have to do that work. But so if you have your 10 anchors, you can do that as quickly or as slowly as you want to per room. We're doing a whole house, usually like 12 spaces is a whole house. Then it can take anywhere from a weekend if we're doing eight hours a day for three days to a whole year, depending yeah. on how fast you want to go. Wow, that's amazing. I want to cover, um, we could spend an hour on this. I love this. Um, I want to ask you about the podcast. So you've got a podcast, Becoming Home, which actually ties into the subject that we're just uh, sort of sh- shuffling onto here off of. Um, so Becoming Home, what can people expect to hear when they tune in to your podcast? More of what we just discussed? Yep. Yeah. We talk practical stuff, but we also talk about the spirit of it. So okay. my aim with the podcast is to help people understand that they have a choice and that they aren't beholden to some design gods that are going to show up at their door and tell them they're doing it wrong, that right. they are agents and they're the one driving this ship. They're the one in the driver's seat. They get to make the choices. And yeah, I I want moms everywhere, particularly moms, but families truly as a whole to see the potential of the greatest investment they're making probably in their lives. Like where else do you spend a million dollars in one shot, right? Um, uh, Make this greatest investment mean their greatest life work is progressing. So we talk about um, how to anchor. We talk about why we're stressed out. We talk about what to do when kids are crazy and want to hang posters of weird stuff on the walls. Like, how do you deal with those kind of things? We just break it down, talk about all the intricacies. And uh, and also, I love on my podcast to bring people in who are masters in other areas, music, for instance, or 
um, parenting or marriage. And then we talk about how to anchor using their expertise into, into the home so that these great ideas you're learning have a place and have a reminder so you don't forget them. That is amazing. And do you include the kids? Are the kids allowed to have their voices heard or is that all on the parents? How does that go? Right? This is like the quintessential <laughs> question of every parent. Yeah. <laughs> um, the way that I see it is if you're not anchored to yourself, you can't help your children. So you have to know what you want. Yeah. So if we're talking about a kid's bedroom, it's very important that you honor that you want a brass bed with fluffy ruffled pillows and you want it to be made every day and tucked in at the bottom and just so. And when you honor that from yourself and you hold a space for that, then you can see that you have a five-year-old little girl who's just learning how to tuck in sheets, who often has dirty feet and is going to jump on her bed. And yeah. then you can compromise. We call this a want match. So when we find, when we know what we want and we know what they want, we can usually find a common ground and a solution that works for both. But if we're ignoring what we want, we feel resentful. If we're no ignoring what they want, we feel guilty. So we want both for sure. Awesome. And you, you and your husband, Chase, are also... Um, wonderful philanthropists in that you help people out with assisted living. How did this spark first ignite? Actually, this this started uh, when my husband was really, really sick. He was thinking about what are investments I can make that would kind of be self-propagating so that when I die, my wife will be taken care of and my kids because it's like making end of life plans. And so uh, we we had some connections in the industry and he decided to jump on it. And it's been a huge blessing. It's been a really fun thing that's been largely hands off for us. We designed the buildings. We got everything up and running. We have an amazing facilitator uh, who runs things on the ground and Chase's brothers, my husband, they work all together running this. But as Chase has healed, which is an amazing story in and of itself, as he's healed, um, the assisted living has taken on a little bit more of a heart concern and uh, it's become more a part of who we are and what we like to do and visit. And we're thinking of expanding our assisted livings and, and doing this a little bit more. It's so fun to create home based on these connected elements, these anchors about what we know about the residents, especially in the areas that we're building these assisted living and bring this love into the place where, where they are. I think our elders are some of our most sacred people in our society and they deserve to be treasured and just loved upon. And the way that I can love is through houses. <laughs> so that's the way, that's the way we do it. So that is we, so valuable. It's I, so, it's so just, fun. Yeah. I mean, I just, I can't tell you how, uh, how inspiring that is to hear because you're, you're right. The, um, and the elderly in this country have been sort of, I don't want to say they've been completely kicked aside, but in many cases they, they have and just taken for granted. It's like, you know, they're just, you know, not paying any attention to that person because they're, they're older or whatever, but you know, they cry and they bleed just like we do. So, um, you know, my, my heart goes out to you guys for doing this. Um, also want to say that, uh, it was really an honor to to interview Chase and his uh, comeback. What a story! And um, I'll, I'll, I'll put I'll put that episode in the show notes here for you folks who want to check out uh, Carly's other half. Um, how he was on death's door and and made it back uh, in spades, of course. So um, before we wrap up, I want to know what Carly likes to do for downtime. 
Now, I'm talking about when you just need time for yourself and you need to put business aside and maybe you get a little break from from those aggressive boys in your house. Um, what do you like to do for you? Oh, you know what? I love my work. It feels like a ministry to me. So yeah. when I have time for myself, I'm usually looking at houses online <laughs> <laughs> or I am writing. I love to write. So I'll find myself writing or coming up with new trainings, new ways to help people. Um, I also read. I I don't know if you can see, but I won't touch my camera because it's kind of been glitch, glitchy, but I have my traveling stack of books so this time. This okay, I think I see <laughs> the top I, of them. Yeah. <laughs> whenever I go on vacation, I bring my, my two best friend books, whatever I'm reading. And Chase is like, why are you bringing your whole library? We're going on vacation for a weekend. I'm like, but what if, what if I just need to read something? I love to read. So I'll be found reading or sketching or writing. <laughs> so are you a, are you a Kindle girl or are you a combination? I, I love hardcover books. I mean, I'm still I love hardcover books. I yeah. love them. I'm hardcover yeah. for sure. I'm trying, since we live, we live in a travel trailer and we explore around the nation when we're not building our homestead. So I know that this habit needs, to move to the Kindle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because living in 200 square feet is not a library when you're trying to live here with your family. So uh, yeah. I'm open to the idea of a Kindle. I don't have one. I just have it on my phone. But I just <laughs> okay. love snuggling with my books and I don't want to give it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so wrapping it up, best place for people to connect to Carly. And, um, you know, we'll put all the links in the show notes, of course, but w what's your favorite method of connection, both for uh, somebody who's interested in your services about their home and also the podcast? How can we connect to you? You can find my podcast, Becoming Home, on all major podcast platforms. So that's fun. Uh, that's a quick one. But if anybody wants to learn more about what I do, you can go to carlythornock.com. And there's a few pathways you can take, but there's a free nature anchored home guide for you. This is where we take the one core relationship of nature and I help you bring that into your house in simple, actionable ways. And that's all for free. You can grab that on my website. Um, also, since these lovely people know you, James, if they reach out to you and if they're wanting to build a house and wanting to do the whole shebang, you can send them my way. We're friends. Like, talk to James. He's the okay. one who knows everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and you can find stuff on my website too if that's easier. Excellent. And if you need help, I still have my tool pouch here somewhere. So uh, maybe yeah. a little rusty, but <laughs> I could still get out there and pull pull cable. <laughs> that's right. Carly, I'm thank you. On that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I still I still pull them out once in a while just to show off, you know. But uh, thank you so okay. much for being here, Carly. I really enjoyed this. Uh, it was an honor and a pleasure to have you on Podcasting Your Global Career. And I want to wish all of God's blessings on you, your family, and your business moving forward. Thanks, Return. What an honor to be here. You're one of my favorite people. Thanks for having me. Hey, if you guys like what's going on here, please leave a great review in the Apple Podcasts. I've left a simple review process in the show notes and we'd really appreciate it. And also, don't be shy. Forward this to your best friend because you know they need it. Hey, if you need some coaching, hit up the link in the show notes. It's calendly.com forward slash dharmic. And you can take a little chance with me and I'll get you on your way. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. I don't
take a ride with me Ride on, ride on We can untangle all the mystery If wishes were windows I'd open one and find That freedom is really A simple state of Pictures in your mind. I'll take you places. 